Welcome to Wednesday's edition of the Hometown Headlines Radio Edition. John Drucker Miller at HometownHeadlines.com, Hometown Headlines Podcast Network. Thanking you for joining us today. Let's get right to the headlines. Number one, dining. We'll take a closer look at the Texas Roadhouse coming to East Bend in Rome. We're finding out now there'll be about uh, 7,500 square feet under roof. Seating for 280 people. We have those details for you. Project valued just the restaurant construction around $750,000. In politics today, several updates locally. Number one, 164 people voted again on Tuesday. That's advanced voting for the presidential preference primary. Don't forget, you can vote every day this week now through March 20th from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the elections office. We have updates for you there. Also, the elections calendar. Talk a little bit about Sunday campaigning upcoming in the rant. Stick around for that. Also, the Super Tuesday aftermath. Big night for Biden and for Bernie, if you count California. More details there. Also today, the coronavirus updates. We have the latest local, state, and national updates for you. A special training session is set for school nurses and custodians today in Bartow County Schools. Also, we'll tell you the virus is now in 16 states. You can add North Carolina to that. 130-plus confirmed cases in the United States alone. We have the latest on the Fulton family as well. Floyd County Police are seeking your help identifying a suspect caught on video who allegedly threatened a clerk with a knife uh, last Tuesday night, this past Tuesday. From Buzz today, a big weekend for Four County Floyd County 4-H. The Rome Symphony is going to perform March 12th at Barry's Redone Ford Auditorium. Also, the Development Authority meets on March 17th. Where Mechanical Weather Center forecast, yep, this sounds like a repeat. Another two inches of rain possible today into Thursday. We have those updates for you. Good news is look for sunny and a bit warmer both Friday and Saturday and Sunday. Obituaries today, we say farewell to Karen M. Lovelady, Perry David Morris, Mr. Charles Robert Sam Samuels, and Mrs. Helen Jean Sims. We have public health restaurant inspection scores for you today from across northwest Georgia. Greater Community Bank brings you the Crime Watch update with news from Polk, Bartow, and Floyd counties. Truett's Chick-fil-A Sports Report local college updates for you, including Georgia Highlands got a big win last night. They advanced to the next round in their tournament. Baseball, don't forget, the Rome Braves are hiring for the new season, plus single game, plus all-star game tickets now on sale at State Mutual Stadium. We have links to high school and college baseball and softball for you as well. Community sports, don't forget this coming Saturday. Weather should be good for the Barry Half Marathon and its companion races. Again, sunny weather looks like around 52 degrees at race time on Sunday, Saturday. Also, the uh, um, March 14th, the Harvin Clinic Leprechaunathon 5K two-mile health walk registration continues for that event. And welcome to Wednesday's rant of the day. We'll call this one Never on a Sunday, and that's with a question mark, by the way. Few will remember the days when public supermarket never opened on Sundays. As a bag boy, stock clerk, cashier, whatever, for the company's store on Florida's East Coast some 50 long years ago, I was always amused by the one thing for one reason. Yes, the store was closed on Sundays, but would be at work on occasional Sundays, would be restocking the shelves, scrubbing the store's floors and coolers, maybe wrapping up what seemed to be a monthly item-by-item inventory, whatever was needed. But those doors stayed locked, to customers at least, and they did for another decade or so. Today, Chick-fil-A remains closed on Sundays, as does Hobby Lobby. The reason for many is that Sunday is still regarded as the Lord's Day, the day of rest. 
Most other retailers and restaurants run full out on Sundays. They cite customer demand and overall changing lifestyles. Even kids' athletics, once a no-no on Sundays, are becoming more acceptable. If you don't believe me, ask some kid on a travel team. And this weekend, we'll see another barrier crossed, and that barrier will be politics in northwest Georgia, at least. No matter who you support in the 14th Congressional District Republican sweepstakes, you have to agree on one thing. Marjorie Taylor Greene isn't like any candidate you've ever met. She's thrown away the traditional candidate playbook, she's embraced Donald Trump and the Second Amendment crowd, and she does things her way. The latest example is this weekend. She set up an exhaustive bus tour with Saturday stops including Rock Mart, Rome, and Calhoun, and then has another round on Sunday starting first thing 8 a.m. in Trenton, followed by 10 a.m. in Chickamauga, and then 12.30 p.m. in Ringgold. There's a few more that afternoon. We're sure the Sunday afternoon meet and greets are one thing, but we're curious to see who shows up at 8 and 10 a.m., usually when families are either at church or are heading that way. And that's not counting Sunday school, church breakfast, and other related events. Will it be a barrier buster opening the the door for other candidates to do the same thing, or will people have a less than receptive reaction to this? This particular campaign has been involved in a few dust-ups already. Don't forget that funeral over in Canton, which, by the way, we scored that one a toss-up following a lengthy trial before the High Court of Facebook. And then there was the incident at the Calhoun restaurant. And don't forget that attack on Tim Burkhalter after he endorsed Green's opponent, Dr. John Cowan, for the House seat. Trust us, the High Court of Facebook will be in session on Sunday with some sort of judgment on politicking on the Lord's Day. That particular court, sadly, is never in recess. Then again, we expected a backlash on advanced voting a couple years ago when it opened up on Sundays. Instead, it was embraced by many church communities. And don't forget the many communities approved the so-called Sunday brunch bill in 2018 and again last November, allowing restaurants to serve drinks at 11 a.m. on Sundays rather than 12.30 p.m., provided, of course, those restaurants were open on Sundays. Maybe the Sunday morning campaign sessions will give folks something to talk about at brunch this coming Sunday between mimosas. This is John Miller with HometownHeadlines.com. Thanking you for joining us today. Continuing updates, HometownHeadlines.com all day long. We open and we close with the stylish renderings of Funky Druck from the funky one himself, Harry Musselwhite. Have a great day in Northwest Georgia.